Welcome to Thrive Radio, expert visionary and innovative business, life, and relationship advice to live a life of doing the impossible with your host, Amy Montgomery. Amy Montgomery, entrepreneur and digital marketing agency owner. Today, my guest is Monique Russell. She's an executive communication coach. She helps women leaders and teams to improve their communication skills and emotional intelligence so they can have more positive and productive relationships. Monique, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Amy. I'm excited to chat with you. Yes, we are going to dive into some really exciting things today. I want to start with how did you become a communication expert and what is your story that got you where you are today? Goodness gracious, have so many pieces of the story, Amy, but I would say in a nutshell, my gifts, my natural gifts and talents, this is where it all started when I was a young girl in the beautiful islands of the Bahamas. And fortunately, I had a mom who was able to put me into different things, dance, ballet, debate, you know, expose me to a lot of things that really actually helped to affirm what was natural and to affirm what wasn't natural. And so I went off to school. I studied broadcast journalism. My goal was to do international stories all over the world. And it didn't really happen that way. I graduated with my undergrad. I had my first kid. And then I went on to complete two additional degrees in the science of communications. But let me tell you something, Amy, I applied to like 100 jobs and it's a catch 22. You want the experience or you need the experience in order to get in. And then when you do land something, an opportunity, I mean, the pay was so low. I was like, I went to school. I have three degrees. I'm not going to do this for this little pay. So I started working in executive support. And what that did, I said, I'm going to start here and I'm not going to end up here. But let me tell you what ended up happening. What ended up happening was that I was sitting in meetings with executives and C-leaders, and I was watching and observing how they interact with their teams, how they interact by themselves. And I was taking notes about what made them good, what made them not good, what built influence. And because, you know, I'm bubbly and my personality, I want to be in the know. Hello, journalist here. They would often come to me for advice on complex problems, like people problems or things of that nature. So I didn't know it then, but I know now that was my on-the-job internship, really helping to diagnose ailing problems and support leaders in the Fortune 20 space with their communications issues. So when I stepped out on my own and started freelancing in 2008, it was just a continuation of some of the things that I started learning. It was very difficult. I didn't see myself as an entrepreneur. It was something that I was doing on the side, but over the years, it has evolved to something that's extremely powerful, which is why I'm able to effectively diagnose leadership and communications problems instantly. That experience coupled with my background, coupled with the years of continuous study and serving my clients is pretty much how I am the communication expert I am today. It's an amazing story. So what are some of the ways that you help professionals to improve their presentation skills? So what I always say is to center your audience. That is the biggest thing. You know, your presentation is not about you. It's not about what you want to say, what you think they need to hear. It's always about your audience, centering your audience, using research. This is where you're tapping into sales skills, really doing your research to find out what is going to resonate 
with them how they need to have the content delivered. You know, in the instructional design world, this is also another aspect of my background. We call it designing the what's in it for them, right? So the way you create a presentation that resonates with your audience or that achieves the goal is to think about what's in it for them. And then from there, everything else falls into place. I love that. So what are some tips for a great presentation online? I know a lot of people are doing online presentations now with how everything's changed. So what are your tips around that? There's so many tips that people have shared, but one that I will always reference is to use your voice. The voice is so important. See if I go really low into this microphone or if I talk really loud, Amy, there's a difference. And sometimes we don't have people who are on camera. They're taking their meetings, they're walking their dog, they're taking care of their children. You know, back in the day, all you had was that rotary phone and the voice. You did not have FaceTime. You couldn't see how the person was looking or feeling. So don't put your people to sleep. Use your voice, you know, develop your voice, use your voice. Don't be in this monotone state because this is why radio is so engaging. You can be captivated in an entire story. NPR has stories where you can listen And I mean, you're so intrigued just from audio. So I would say work on your voice. I love that, especially because one thing that I've learned around video is that when I have recorded video, because I do a lot of YouTube videos, that if I think that I'm super passionate, I think that I have massive energy and then I record it. And I look at myself and it looks like I'm just sitting there, you know, like I have no energy whatsoever. And so I've learned that it's almost like you've got to give extra energy to come across as what you think you're coming across as. I wouldn't even say extra energy because that's also a misnomer. It's directed energy because you can be very calm and focused and get the point. You can use silences. You can use pausing. And you can still drive the point home. But I think sometimes people think, you know, more energy, just bring the energy. Hi, everybody. How you doing today? And sometimes that's exhausting. There's a time and a place. So it's directed. Yeah, I guess a better definition, definitely. Because I would say that when I say energy and I feel like I'm doing that, I feel like maybe I'm yelling or whatever. But when I listen to the video, it just looks like I'm calm and happy feels like I'm having to exert that extra energy. When I've been working on television, it's the same thing working with people that are on producing a show and having them there and having to put a little extra energy, you know, the energy into it. Well, and a lot of times you're doing so many episodes in one day, but again, otherwise it looks like you're asleep, but I think you're right. Directed energy is probably a better definition of it. What are the best ways to present to corporations as an entrepreneur? Great question. So I'm going to tap into something I talked about a bit earlier, and that's centering your audience. So you have to understand 
who you're trying to reach out to. One size fits all just doesn't work. You have to understand the industry, use the terminology that is relatable to them, and you have to understand different cycles, learn their sales cycles, learn the buying cycles, learn their hiring cycles. A lot of this information is online and you can look at this and it can help you to prepare your presentation to see how is the hierarchy structured? Who can really make a decision? Maybe you may not get to the CEO, but you can get to someone else who can influence another person who can make that decision. So I guess it's tapping into your research skills as well, but making sure that when you do make your presentation, that you're understanding what they're looking for, you're speaking their pain points, you're understanding market conditions and trends, because any company is going to want to know how are you going to help them be relevant and stay relevant and address issues that are pressing and also in the future. That's great. So do you have any tips for those who are super nervous when doing a presentation or speaking online? When I was teaching at the university, Southern New Hampshire University and Ashford University for over seven years, public speaking is what I taught, one of the classes that I taught. And I will say this question came up all the time. I'm very nervous. <laughs> I don't know what to do. 50% of the time over the course of the seven years, when we drill down to the answer for those working adults, 50% of the time they were not prepared. They hadn't done any preparation. It was in their head or they had like one or two or three bullets. And so I will say 50% of the key to reducing your nervous energy is preparation. Now, if you're already prepared, again, now center your audience. If you're feeling a lot of this energy, channel that energy. That's normal. Your physiology is always going to activate when you're getting ready to do something. It's good energy. So channel it instead of thinking about you, get out of your head. And when you're in your head, that's when the nervous energy goes haywire. Like, oh my God, I mess up. You know, they're thinking about me. They're looking at this big, you know, spinach in my teeth. They don't like my slides or whatever have you. But center the, your audience, get out of your head, focus on them and begin to shift the energy to think about how they are looking forward to receiving this information, how this is going to be so helpful. Because the truth is, most people really want to see you do well as a presenter. They know that speaking is hard. It's difficult. Most people don't want to do it. And so they're so grateful. So they're just grateful to see that you're going to be giving them information. So honor them, respect them by being prepared. Don't just go and wing it. Don't just come with something that, you know, they can't think about or apply to themselves, but use these strategies and techniques to make the outcome better for you and better for them. So how do you uncover your story to share with others and why is that important? Story sharing is very important because as an entrepreneur, people tend to want to know more about you. It helps you to differentiate yourself in the marketplace. You know, you can go into the grocery store and there's hundreds of different types of spaghetti, different types of pastas. There's the long pasta, the angel hair pasta, the rigatoni, whatever have you, but they're all pastas and they're differentiated by size, by texture, by cost, that differentiation is the story. That's your story. When you share your story, it helps you to connect with people 
who are looking for your services, who need to connect with you. And the way you uncover that is you look at your experiences. You look at things that you can teach and learn from. Biggest mistake I see people make is thinking that they only have one story or that they only have to boil everything down into one story. And that's not true. You have to find which part of your story is relevant for your audience. I like that. What are some of your client success stories? There's so many. So one of my clients, she was working with me. And when she first started working with me, she came for public speaking and presentation skill support. But at the end of our session, where she really flourished and blossomed is in setting boundaries for herself. My methodology is unique. It's definitely not just a public speaking methodology. I did that. I know what it feels like. I marry public speaking and emotional intelligence because it is a transformational strategy. Public speaking in general, you just give the tactics. That's what we did when we taught in the university. But when you get into emotional intelligence and getting into the mindset and fears that people have, no one really wants to touch that with a 10-foot pole unless they are committed to it. So boundary setting was a very big success for her, and it was long-lasting, and it allowed her to show up in a way that, wow, you know, she never even considered. Then I had another guy work with me. And he actually got fired from his job because he was not able to get along with his team. He was actually leading the team and he wasn't able to get along with the team. And when we first started working together, we worked on communication styles, you know, different ways of approach. But what ended up happening is that that strategy that we used and he leveraged his network, he was able to not only get another job, but get a better job pulling on his network. And now he had a way to engage with people who were different from him in age. He also took the skills and started to engage with his son, who he was estranged from for over 10 years. Wow. So these are just a few of the outcomes, simply because we're marrying emotional intelligence and public speaking strategies as the winning methodology that I use. So you're the author of Intentional Motherhood. Who said it would be easy? Can you share a little bit about your book and who is that for? It is a labor of love. It's a story. You know, we were talking about like stories, right? Uncovering your stories. My story is I was a teen mom. That part of my story never came out up until 2020. It wasn't relevant and it wasn't necessary for the work that I was doing. Now it is. I released the book this year. And the whole book is around the concept of turning likes into loves in your business and life for working moms. There are tons of books on the market for moms who are new or babies who are younger. But when you really look for the leadership skills and strategies, it focuses on the identity of a mom. It's not about age. It's not about biology. It's about identity, redefining your success, understanding how to batch, how to prepare, how to be a time management ninja, and then really talking about your relationships, being intentional when you have your relationships at home with your family, learning about the egoful father. That's a whole chapter in my book when you're connecting with men who are leading by their ego and they just don't know how. So how is an intentional woman, an intentional mom, how are you going to engage? I do a lot of myth busting 
in that book. And then I close with the final chapter on intentional conversations. This is a game-changing chapter. It helps us to set aside time to lean into conflict or things that we tend to run away from. So it's really a great leadership book. It's designed for working moms, but it's really applicable to everyone. What is your truth that has gotten you this far in your journey? I would say integrity. I looked earlier last week at an assessment that I had done about four years ago. And I typically do these assessments, not the scheduled ones, but series of questions, you know, series of what would be necessary for your life to be complete? What are some of your biggest fears? What's one value that you wouldn't budge in? And four years ago, it was integrity. And last week, when I did the assessment again, it was integrity. And I went on a retreat earlier this year, and the word that I pulled was integrity. So this is something that I hold very dear. And what it means for me is that my actions line up with my words. I'm not perfect. These are things that I've developed mastery in. And by mastery, I mean, I have more experience and depth than the average person who doesn't have the 12 years teaching, the seven years studying, you know, the eight years coaching combined in this specific science. And so mastery is something that I've developed, but I'm also continuing to develop in that area. And it means that what I'm teaching, what I'm saying, what I'm doing is in alignment with what I'm putting out there online and offline. That is the one thing that if I feel compromised, it will create serious discomfort for me. If you were able to give yourself one piece of advice when you first start out in your journey, what would it be? It would be get into business coaching, therapy resources, and accountability groups, ASAP. It took too long. And if I was starting over today, I would literally start my business today and be in those groups tomorrow because they cut down the learning curve. They maximize your confidence and they help you to really achieve your goals in a faster way. And I would tell myself, when you join those groups, don't act like you know it all because you don't. Be open, take what you're learning, apply what you can, you know, rest aside what you can and just be confident. Moni, thank you for coming on and sharing all of your wisdom. If there are those that are listening and they would love to work with you and get more information, what's the best way to contact you? You can reach me at my website, clearcommunicationsolutions.com, or you can visit my LinkedIn page. I'm on LinkedIn every week. You can get access to me that way. Send a message, say, hey, I was listening to you on the Amy Montgomery show. I loved what you heard. And let's get the conversation started. Perfect. And I'm linking all of your links down below, your book, all of your training, everything, resources, so listeners can access all of that. And again, Monique, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing all of your expertise. It's been a really great hour. Thank you so much, Amy. It's my pleasure. Yes. And if you're listening, you want more information about our podcast or an upcoming shows, you can go to a call to thrive.com. Thank you everyone for listening and have a wonderful day.